When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Crypto. What do we know about crypto? Not much. So let's figure crypto out together. One of the two hosts knows about crypto. The other one doesn't, but he's funny. So let's have some Hey guys, welcome back to What the Heck is Crypto? And you know what? As if things couldn't get any crazier, Coindesk has come out with an article that, uh, man, it, uh, it made me go soft. Stephen, cryptocurrency prices have plummeted. Some crypto projects have gone bust, they say. Many companies are struggling and have stopped hiring. And the usual crypto is dead headlines are hitting the mainstream media. Things are not looking good, says Coindesk. Uh, then they go on to say, uh, those who've been in crypto for a while, this is old news, been there, done that. Uh, crypto is extremely cyclical, cr- characterized by bear and bull markets, which you can break down for us in a sec. In bull markets like the one that started in late 2020 and ended in late 2021, prices can rise by double digits on a daily basis. During those times, it feels like the market's destined to only go up, but in a bear market, prices may fall 90%, followed by another 90%, and so on. Although, Previous crypto bear markets coincided with bullish sentiments and equities. Crypto is now tightly correlated to a macro environment with a recession potentially on the horizon. So what the fuck do we do now, Steve? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, you're making it sound so bad out there. It's not so bad. I mean, it's a little bad. Let's be honest. Well, I'm in Vegas right now. So my, uh, you know, it's it's tough to be glass half full when you're in Vegas because temptation is right around the corner. And, uh, and loss is just one click or uh, or pull away, so um, so I can relate to what's happening. I feel you. This is your this is your first uh, your first bear market, right? You haven't been Correct. around. All right, this this is good. So you're going through your first bear market without owning any uh, any crypto yet. Yeah, that's 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 the way to do it. <laughs> so I think so. You haven't <laughs> lost you haven't lost anything. Everybody uh, everybody <laughs> always learns these lessons the hard way. Um, yeah, this article you 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 pointed out here. This is a good kind of. Uh, I liked it. It was a nice little overview on, uh, you know, bear things. Uh, a lot of people talk about the the bull market mistakes, and the the bull market mistakes are often like you know, you, you bought some dumb coin and it it went down and you lost all your money. But um, people don't f- focus on the bear mistakes uh, enough. Uh, the the bear market is important. The bear market is where you make the money. Now, it takes a while to make the money, and often you lose more in the bear. But if you do the right things in the bear, it makes you have a good bull. If you do the wrong things in the bear, then you have a bad bull. 
Mm. And that may sound like nonsense, but I promise you it does. It does. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it, it does make sense. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, what do you want to, where, where, where do you want to start? Do you have any, do you have any burning, any burning bear market yeah. questions? I mean, for me, I feel like I would, uh, start to freak out a little bit, but also I would maybe think about like doubling down on investments, uh, and just kind of like lean into what's happening. But, um, I don't know what the right course of action is and, uh, and how to kind of, you know, be alert and aware for the next, uh, bull market. Um, you know, crypto newbies like myself, um, I feel like, you know, there's, there's people that are, you know, investing and, uh, you know, one thing that this article mentions is, is how, uh, that, uh, developers and traders, uh, were saying to, uh, resist selling, uh, holding and despite a gloomy outlook, don't risk your lifestyle because of a H O D L meme. No one went oh, broke taking a profit. H O D L hodl. Hodl. Hodl means nope. <laughs> it, it doesn't mean anything. It's an, it's an old crypto meme from like 2013. Some guy uh, got drunk one night, logged onto the forums when Bitcoin was crashing. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not selling. I'm, I'm, I'm hodling. And he, he meant to say hold, but he, he spelled it wrong. So, you know, so now that's it's, why it's, it's this kind of thing everybody says. Yeah. Yeah. The hodl meme is a, is a good one. I think the hodl meme gets a lot of, uh, a lot of people wrecked. Um, so this, this article I think is, is, has some good and some bad advice, right? So yeah. it's, it's telling you not to panic sell and that's good advice. If you've, if you've, uh, invested in, in good projects, right? If you invested in you know, Bitcoin or Ethereum or, or something you believe in, you know, now is not the time to panic sell. You, you needed to preemptively take profits six months ago, seven months ago, a year ago. Uh, if you already didn't do that and you're in a good thing, you know, just you hold on right now, if you're in something when the bear market is starting and you're, you're, you're down like 50%, you're freaking out and you're looking at the, the coins you got and you, you don't even know what the heck you have. Uh, you know, I'm kind of a big fan of panic selling in, in, mm. in that, uh, <laughs> in that specific situation, because if you don't know what you have, like some of these things are pretty nasty, right? Like a coin, uh, a coin can go down 95%. It can go down a hundred percent, right? If it's something pretty, uh, pretty, pretty crappy. So uh, I, I would say, uh, panic sell, uh, panic sell the stuff. You don't know what it is and, uh, save, save yourself some money to, to buy some good stuff later on. But if you, if you got some good coins, some blue chips, it's, yeah, it's a little too late. You don't want to be dumping uh, Ethereum at $1,100. That's, uh, that's not a good idea. Yeah. I like what this guy, Tyler Reynolds said, uh, he's a web three investor. He said that taking a profit means selling a percentage of your gains. It doesn't necessarily mean getting out of the market completely. Um, and that, uh, you know, you, you, you might be best off determining a portfolio wide stop loss where you say you will sell everything if it gets below a certain amount. Uh, most centralized crypto exchanges let users place a top loss order, uh, either in terms of a percentage drop um, when it drops by X percent or a specific price. So yeah, he said so set and sell targets, take pro uh, profit levels in advance, uh, at least loosely, and stick to them. Yeah. You kind I mean, of agree that's with that? That's a good, uh, I do. It's a, it's a, it's good advice, but it's good advice like in the rare. Like mm. if you didn't if you didn't do that already, well you're you're 
you're screwed now. So that's more of a thing to put in the memory bank for next time. Right. You buy something, you go, okay, as it goes up, I'm going to sell a little bit. You don't have to sell all of it, but sell a little bit. When everybody starts talking about it, when your Uber driver is like, hey, have you heard about uh, this dog coin or that stupid thing? You know, start, start selling a little bit. Um, if you do buy on an exchange, as, as he said here, you, you can take advantage of these things called uh, stop loss orders, right? Where you sort mm -hmm. of like pre-program in an amount of, of pain you're willing to take before you, you get rid of it all. Right. And these, these orders can be nice because they prevent you from uh, kind of like readjusting in real time. You're like, oh, I'm going to sell when it gets to here. And then it gets to there and you're like, I know, I think it might go back up here. And then it goes right. down another 50%. And then you're, right. you're, you're, you're buried, you're buried. So uh, good advice for th when, when things go back up. Um, but I, I'm, I'm definitely concerned uh, a little more on what to, what to do now. So you're in the bear now and uh, you, you're thinking, how do I make the, the best of my day? What, what the heck do I do now? This is the time right about now. I think we're, think we're probably in like the sixth inning of the bear market. You know, gotcha. we got a little bit more to go, but it's probably not over yet. Um, but this is, this is a good time. This is, this is the golden time. This is where you start, you start making your money for next time. Um, most people in crypto, right? This, this is the part where they're like, oh, this is a scam and I'm over this. Everything's down. And then they walk away. And then they come back like a year, two years later, uh, Ethereum's at $10,000. And they're like, oh my God, Ethereum's at $10,000. Should mm -hmm. I buy some? And then it goes to 11 and then it, and, and then it goes, <laughs> goes back down another 70% and right. repeat the cycle endlessly. So right now is the time where you should be paying the most attention, even though it's the worst time. It's kind of boring. It's kind of depressing. But now is when you, you, you got to put in the, 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 the effort, right? So if you aren't super interested in crypto, you just want a little bit of exposure to it. Well, now's the time where you, mm -hmm. you, you start buying like the premium stuff. Take right. your Bitcoin, you take your ETH. Uh, are, are you familiar with uh, dollar cost averaging? No. What is that? So dollar cost averaging is when you say, um, you, say, you, say you have like uh, $10,000 to invest, right? And right now the market's kind of scary. You're like, oh, I don't know if ETH is going to go to $700 or $400. I don't know if I don't want to invest $10,000 and then have the price go down 50% and then I lose right. it all. Right. Um, so what you can do instead is you can say like, okay, I'm going to invest over the next uh, six months. So every single week, I'm going to take a little chunk of that 10,000. I'm going to buy a little chunk, buy a little chunk, buy a little chunk. That way, if the price goes down, it doesn't matter. Your, 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 your dollar cost averaging in. So over time, you sort of buy in at the average of all these, these, these prices. Um, a lot of people tell you to dollar cost average no matter what, like even during the bull markets when price is going uh, kind of haywire. I think that's like mathematically ignorant. I think a lot of people can do really well in crypto, even if they're not super into it. If they stick to buying the majors, stick to buying Bitcoin, stick to buying Ethereum. Um, whenever you see the market like this, where everything is in the red, every article is coming out saying crypto's dead, crypto's a scam, all you people who invested in crypto, you're, you're morons. That's usually your cue to start buying. So when you see all the blood in the streets, you know, you, you say, okay, I'll buy a little bit. So you buy, buy this week, you buy next week, you buy, buy, buy. And then when price recovers, when it gets kind of like back up towards the, you know, the prior all time highs again, 
And then the article starts saying like, oh, Bitcoin's going to go to a million. And then everybody starts talking about it again. Then you go, oh, okay. I'm going to sell a little bit every week now. Mm -hmm. Go to the opposite direction. And in between, don't, don't do anything. Um, if you are always buying, you know, that's, that, that's okay. But once you get to the top, you're, you're, you're going to get like super wrecked buying at these like elevated prices. The prices are very, very up and then very down. Um, just, just as an example, like if you, during the last crash, like if you started buying Bitcoin at $13,000 in 2018 and you dollar cost average, right? You bought a little bit every single week, you would be down money right now, <laughs> right? It's like a, it's kind of a whack strategy. So I, I know it's a little tricky for people to implement because this is the time where people don't want to pay attention, where they feel really bad. You don't want to buy stuff because the number is going down. It's very psychologically difficult. But this is the time where you buy. You buy a little bit every week. You buy, you buy, you buy, you buy, you buy. And when it starts going back up again, starts getting kind of like hot, you know, people start talking about it, you stop, right? Stop buying. And then when things get crazy, when everybody starts trading monkey pictures again, when a hundred dog coins come out, when all the Uber drivers are talking about it again, then you start selling a little bit every week, little bit, little bit, little bit. You don't have to sell it all. Just take some profits, store them like little uh, nuts in your, your, your tree for the winter. <laughs> yeah. And then we do the whole thing again next time around. I do like that this, um, you know, harping on just panic selling, which is something I think everyone can relate to because everyone's got a version of FOMO that they attach to, whether it's, you know, one of our producers, Sim, uh, you know, he's got FOMO of when he hears that there's, what is it called? Those, uh, hot, those nude hot tub parties. Sim, you know, is always <laughs> texting me like, when, I, when was this? I didn't get the invite. So like everyone, you know, for me, it's like a sporting event, like that, uh, that I might've had an opportunity to get tickets to. And I think people in this, uh, world, there's this guy, Fetter Linick, who's, um, uh, you know, builder of all these NFT projects. And, uh, I like what he said. He goes, you know, being greedy and afraid to miss the top was a mistake I made in 2018 and, and was making a lot of decisions on emotion and, uh, social media, uh, and not based on data. And um, can you just kind of elaborate on that? Yeah, I mean, emotion is big in crypto. It's big in both directions. Like people get really caught up in it. Like crypto is more akin to sort of like a, uh, like a cult than it is like any sort of rational kind of like, it's, it's not like a, not like Nike, right? Right. You, you don't ever walk outside and people are like, bro, you got to buy some Nike stock. It's going to the moon. But like you, you hear people say this in crypto like constantly. So it's this double-edged sword that works in both directions, right? And a lot of crypto takes place like on Twitter or in, uh, or, or in Discord. Discord's kind of like a, a chat platform where like, like every single coin and project has like their own little discord server all the nft projects they have their own little discord server so you can go into these communities and and chat with people and it creates this environment where you get this like a uh, group think where when it when the price starts going up it feeds into it and everybody's like oh my god we're gonna be rich and then everybody's like convincing everybody else to buy and it creates this feedback loop and on the way down everybody's like oh my god it's going to zero and then then everybody sells sell, 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 sell. Mm -hmm. so it's super super emotional, which is why it's important to like not be doing things on like a feelings type basis. It's important. Like if you're going to take this like relatively seriously to, to come in with like a plan and to just follow, follow the plan. 
right? Like last cycle, for example, uh, well, two cycles ago, I, I, you know, I bought and made like a ton of money and sold nothing and then lost all of it. And I was like, oh, that's, uh, that, that's rough, but I'm going to, I'm going to learn from that. So this cycle, I came in, I had particular metrics and I'm like, okay, when I see these things, I'm going to sell, even though it's, it's not going to feel good to sell. And, and, and when, when you start feeling greedy and you want to buy more like deep within your bones, that's usually the best time to sell. Mm. And then the, the opposite is true on the way down. Like when you feel like sick to your stomach and you're, you're kind of like, feel like just puking up the rest of your Bitcoin bags and just dumping them and taking the money and running. That's often the time when you actually need to just like bite the bullet and, and buy a little more because everybody else is feeling those feelings. Everybody else is dumping. And once everybody else has kind of sold everything, there's not, not a lot of other people to, to sell. You're sort of on the bottom of that range. Um, so yeah, having a, having a plan, sticking with it, not just like waking up and reacting to what's happening in the market, right. what everybody's telling you on Twitter, super important. Staying solvent is a pretty uh, key in a bear market. Yeah. Is that like, uh, yes. Yeah. That's super, super important. Yeah. So like it sucks when you you buy these coins, right. And you you lose 75% of your investment, right. That that's rough. But what, what sucks even more is like not having any cash available to, to buy when the prices get that low. Because even if you just keep like 20 or 30% of your crypto portfolio in cash, you know, uh, at, at especially once your price starts going up, right? It can be a good idea to, to sell, to sell, to sell, to sell. And to try to get to the point where you're always, like if you have like $10,000 in your portfolio, try to always keep two or $3,000 of it in cash. Because then when you get to moments like these, you can spend, you know, that two or three grand uh, buying these coins at super discounted prices, even though it might be rough for the next three months, six months, a year, I don't know. Um, you know, a year or two years, three years from now, you might be able to get like a hundred X. You might be able to put a thousand bucks in and turn that into a hundred grand. Whereas if if you put all 10,000 in and then it went from 10,000 to a thousand and then you couldn't buy anymore, you just kind of ride it back up again. You you have like way less money uh, doing that. So cash is important. And it's not just to buy stuff too. It's so that you don't, you don't freak out and sell all the stuff you have at the bottom. This happens to a lot of people. They're like, I'm going to hold, I'm going to hold. I don't care. I don't care. And then things get so bad, they have no cash set aside and then they have to like pay rent and they're like, oh, I'm screwed. And they end up selling the remainder of the stuff that they have. They sell it at like an 80% loss to pay their rent. They got no cash. They don't buy anything else again. And then the market goes back up and they have, they have no coins and, it's, and they're left feeling very sad. Trying to make everything back in one trade um, by like entering in risky trades. And I guess it's revenge trading. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, revenge trading is a funny uh, term that trade, traders throw around. Um, it's a real thing. Like you, you, you make a buy and you lose your money and you get you get pissed off and you 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 try to like you try to push it right. It's it's kind of like when you're playing poker or blackjack or any sort of gambling, right? Mm-hmm. Blackjack's a great example of this. You probably sit down at the table, you know, sit down at the table a thousand bucks or something. You play, you you lose a few hands, and now you're down to like five hundred bucks, and you're like screw this. And you, you triple your bet and you start betting like $200 every hand. And then in three hands, it's gone. And then you've, you've got no money left. People do the same thing with trading where they get down and then they start making aggressive plays. They start buying things they shouldn't buy. And then they start, you know, spending more money than they might normally make on a trade or win it back. And then poof, gone. It's important to, important to not do that. 
what can you tell us about, um, you know, there's like, I, I read in this one uh, article that said like, you know, a lot of projects uh, pop up, die, reinvent themselves, uh, succeed or just fucking disappear. And uh, they often have tokens uh, associated with them. Um, but the tokens aren't themselves like tied to the success of the projects, um, especially during the early days. And this guy, Ryan said that what worked for him during the last bear market. And maybe you can touch on this was to mm -hmm. keep, uh, investigating both new and old projects, uh, and like keep reinvestigating projects from their original ideas and find a much better project market fit. Um, and then he looks for like these core new, uh, mechanisms that create better user experiences and bets on, uh, on those. Um, is there a way to like get a sense of, of the success of, um, of a certain project before it kind of takes off? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot to unpack there. I, I think one of the first things people have to realize when you're investing in some of these, the, these tokens, um, just because the project is good and it has like a useful use case, right? A good example of this is, uh, there's a project, uh, yeah, like I think we mentioned Aave. Aave is a good example. Uniswap right. is a good example. These are really big protocols on Ethereum. And a lot of people use them. And then people buy the tokens just thinking that, oh, well, the token will go up because this is a good protocol. And, and that, that, that makes sense, right? If everybody's using this, the token should go up. Um, what gets tricky, though, is that the tokens these projects have don't, necessarily have like a mechanism to accrue value based on the usage, right? So Uniswap is a good example of this. So Uniswap, the, the protocol, Uniswap is a, it's a decentralized exchange built on Ethereum. You can go there, you can trade for Bitcoin, trade Ethereum, trade any coin on the planet that you want, right? When you trade, you, you pay fees. Um, there's, there's, there's fee paid on every trade. Um, you might think like if Uniswap was a business, that that business would be collecting the fees and that you as like a shareholder would get a percentage of those fees um, as, as a shareholder. That's like how your brain normally thinks of it because that's how like stocks work. Um, but it's not like that in crypto. Like Uniswap, Uniswap's token, it, it doesn't make any fees. Like the only thing the Uniswap token lets you do is, is vote on stuff. So it's kind of useless in that regard. Uh, same thing with like Ave. Like Ave doesn't really like accrue a lot of value from people using you know, the, the 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 protocol. It's it's sort of just a token that lets you vote on stuff. So as an investor, like it's especially this time of the the market, right? When there's there's a lull, you have a lot of time on your hands to do things. This is the time where you you do the research. You go like, okay, people told me to buy this project, buy this token, but how? does this token accrue value? Is this, is this a token that gets a share of fees and as people use it, the, the token will go up and I'll make money? Or, or is this a token that's just a, it, it, it just a governance token? It just, it just lets me uh, vote. Um, so when you do the digging at this point in time, like you can find these kind of diamonds in the roughs that, that, that are good products and have a token that, that accrues value. Um, and you can avoid investing in the ones that are just they're, they're just tokens that don't do anything because that's, that's more common than people would think. There are a lot of tokens in crypto that are, it's just a, it's just, it's just a token. It doesn't, right. doesn't accrue any value.
Today's episode of What the Heck is Crypto is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is full of twists and turns, ups and downs, hoo-hahs and diddly-winks. It's important to show up for yourself through it all, and nobody helps you show up for yourself better than BetterHelp. Online therapy that will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. Every other place takes like 89 hours, not BetterHelp, less than 48 Look, it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. I've done it. It's great. It's helpful. It works. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to be on camera, which I don't like to. And uh, you can get therapy every week in uh, as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or phone. That's all it is. A few clicks and then boom, you're getting better. You're feeling better. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available, which is huge. Uh, cause you know, it's uh, a tough thing to be able to afford, uh, help and therapy and we all need it. So, uh, better help is, is making it easy for you to be able to afford that. In fact, so many people have been using better help. They're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 States. They've also got a special offer for our crypto listeners right now. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash crypto. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash crypto. Do it for you. You deserve it. Come on, Dad. What is an ape fund? I keep hearing about this. <laughs> it says like aping is a term that's common activity in crypto, but it sounds yeah, like something aping, you get uh, canceled for. <laughs> aping is a, is a term that's the thrown around a lot. It, it, it refers to throwing your money into something without doing a lot of research. Uh, often when like the crowd is doing it, this is pretty useful in bull markets. Like if you trust the people who are telling you stuff, uh, you sometimes don't have time to research. You're just, you're just riding the wave. You're like, I'll, I'll buy it first. I'll research it later. If it goes up, it's good. Um, it's something I did a little bit during the bull. It's something that's not a good strategy during the bear because everything is just kind of going down and you have time to do research. Uh, having an ape fund is, uh, is a good strategy. If you, if you have a tendency to be a, a little bit of a, of a gambler, you can right. allocate yourself like a little chunk of funds and be like, this is the, this is the 500 bucks or a thousand bucks or whatever, where I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to YOLO stuff and, and not care and, and, and be a monkey. Um, and it allows you to kind of separate your, your real investments, um, over here and then kind of, uh, you know, feed your degenerate, uh, degenerate urges over here on the right. Is it a, uh, it's a strategy that's more likely to work in a bull market than a bear. Yes. One. Yeah. Yeah, Ab absolutely. Like when things are just kind of going up and the crowd's <clears throat> just pumping everything and everything's euphoric. Yeah. It's, it's a legitimate, it's a legitimate strategy if you know when to deploy it at the right time, because sometimes you don't have the time to fully research everything. You just kind of jump on the trend and you kind of use your gut to, feel when you need to get off the ride and pull your money out. What are vesting schedules? This is another ah. thing that I've read. It says, be mindful of vesting schedules so you don't get dumped on. Now, nobody <laughs> wants to get dumped on, um, you know, whether it's in crypto or, you know, just uh, you're in a porta potty that gets knocked over from a, a tornado, which uh, I have witnessed at uh, festivals and it sucks. Um, people scream. Uh, the showers, no shower can wash off what a porta potty has covered you with. 
um, <laughs> if it's tipped over. So um, <laughs> is there a similar, uh, you know, uh, experience with the uh, vesting schedules? <laughs> yeah, uh, good question. So a vesting schedule in the context of like a token, right? So uh, there, there are a lot of coins that have early investors, uh, VC investors, like guys who got into the project early um, in exchange for funding uh, the project early on, they get tokens, but they can't sell those tokens right away. They typically release like later, like years later. Um, so in a bull market, the vesting schedules aren't that big of a deal. Like coins get released onto the market, but everybody's really stoked and everybody's buying. So it, it doesn't matter. Um, in the bear market, like times like this, right? Like if you're holding a, a coin and you, and you realize that actually there's about to be a, a bunch of coins that unlock in the, in the coming months and all these VCs are going to be just selling as they, as they get their coins, as they get their coins, um, it's going to be super bad for the price. Um, like Bitcoin, for example, doesn't have any, there's no vesting. There's no token unlocks. There's no, there's no early investors who are getting coins. Like everybody kind of fairly got those coins. Everybody has them, right? Um, whereas something like, um, like Avalanche is, is, is a good example of this. It's a really popular, really popular coin people like to invest in. Uh, but it's got a lot of early investors who get all of these tokens that kind of slowly release over time. So when these tokens release during the, the, the bear, right, it's just more sell pressure every day, every day, every day, every day. Um, so if you're a more advanced investor, you, you, you want to be aware of which coins you're holding that, that have like these, these vesting schedules because it's going to put downward pressure on the price and you sometimes want to get out of them before, uh, before that happens. And the other side of the coin is if, if you want to hold that token later, um, it could be a good time to, to buy. Like if you, if you see a coin's going to have a lot of unlocks, there's going to be a lot of sell pressure, say like next month. Well, you can, you can wait, you wait for those unlocks to happen. You wait for the coins to vest. You wait for all the VCs to sell their coins. It dumps the price down. And then you can look at the schedule, be like, okay, there's no more tokens coming on the market. I like this coin for the long run. I'm going to buy here a little, little more of an advanced strategy than just, you know, buying, something in your Coinbase app with the, with the pretty logo, but it's, it's, it's pretty effective if you can uh, do the work on it. Do you know who uh, Jason Choi is? Jason Choi. Yeah, I know he's a, uh, I, th I think he's a, is a, a crypto analyst. I see him on, see him on my Twitter feed a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He said he's, um, I guess a pretty big crypto investor. He joined uh, the uh, industry in the depths of the 2018 crypto bear market and uh, said that he spent uh, almost all the time building relationships, researching and creating content, which paid massive dividends down the road. Said that during a bear market, there's a lot of self-selection um, in who chooses to double down, like you were talking about their efforts in the industry. So it's often best, uh, the best time to make lasting, meaningful relationships. During the last bull market, NFTs rose to prominence in crypto with their emphasis on community. And it's a sector that didn't exist during the last bear market. He said, use the bear market time for networking. Why is that like a more, is that like a better time to, uh, to, to do that? Mm. Well, it's easier during the bear market, right? Like uh, the pro project I, I invested in a few years ago. I mean, I, I remember talking to the founders during the bull and they were, they were trying to 
build relationships uh, for, with, with partners, you know, who the project might be a good fit with. And nobody wanted to talk to them because everybody's got a million things being thrown at them. Nobody wants to put like hard work into building things because there's so much easy money. Everybody's just kind of in, like in doing very quick things to make money very quickly, right? So during the bear, when the dust settles, everybody's not making free money anymore. There's not money just raining from the sky. Everybody kind of settles down and they start, you know, shifting back into long-term thinking mode. Uh, a lot of the noise gets cleared out of the market. So the, the peop, there's, people are inundated, uh, <laughs> inundated with like fewer kind of like incoming message requests. Everything's just like quieter. Right. So now's the time where you can kind of reach out to that person and, and say hello. Like maybe you want to uh, learn something or you're interested in getting a job on a particular protocol. A uh, lot easier to do now during the bear. And, um, you know, if, you, if you're like a casual investor, this just maybe like you do this as a part-time hobby, um, maybe a good time to pop into the Discord of a project you like. You can say hi to the developers. Start, you, you can actually like talk to the people who are building these projects mm. and you can kind of get a feel for what is legitimate, what is not legitimate, right? If, if you're a content creator, maybe you have aspirations of doing stuff in, in media, in crypto. A lot of people do YouTube channels, investment newsletters, uh, whatever, right? It, you want to build the audience now so that you, you have it when the, the next bull comes. You want to build up your personal brand now, your, your authority now, so that you, you have it when the next bull market comes. Like This is the building phase. It's the research phase. It's the investment phase. This is where you put in all the work, you, you know, you plant the seeds and then you, you harvest those metaphorical crops in, in, in the bull market. You don't start doing everything in the bull and try to chase price at the last second. It just, it just doesn't work. What do you say to people that want to try to get a job in crypto? I know that's one thing that, you know, if you're trying to accelerate your, uh, your crypto journey and, and start earning an income, uh, you know, getting a job in it is something, um, I know a couple uh, homies that have definitely, um, you know, looked into that and uh, yeah. and t and tried to make it more of a a regular uh, thing. I know that there's some major companies like Coinbase that have gone as far as like rescinding offers at the last minute, but there's a lot that are still hiring out there. Do you think mm -hmm. that's the move? Yeah. So if you want a job in crypto, and and this doesn't have to be like, oh, I, I want I'm going to get a job uh, doing programming, right? You could be like a video editor, right? And you just like, like pro crypto is very kind of social media heavy, right? Like a lot of projects put a lot of effort in like, like things like making memes, for example, are valued very highly in crypto. Things like um, even jobs like being like a, like a discord moderator, right? Somebody who just kicks people out of the chat and tells people to, you know, kick rocks if they're not following the rules that like, those jobs actually can like pay pretty well um, for experienced people. I, I know that like community managers, for example, people who organize the community in discords, right? I know people who are making like $10,000 a month for every single project they were managing when things got really crazy during the last bull market. So there are, there are guys running like six or seven discords mm. for like six or seven NFT projects. They're making like $60,000, $70,000 a month wow. um, doing like community management, right? And they were able to get that, those gigs because they started doing it early. They built relationships early. They got good at doing it. 
um, early when there wasn't a lot of demand. And when then when the demand kicked up, like people couldn't like they couldn't hire enough help. So the the prices went through the, the through the roof. Same is true of like video editors, graphic designers, like meme creators, like all of these things you can do in crypto and marketing, like there's there's tons of jobs and and you 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 can get them sometimes by just walking into well not walking but going into the discord of a project like it, go to a project you like that you're interested in you know look them up on twitter find their discord sign up go in there and just start talking to people It'd be like hey i'm a i'm a graphic designer i'm looking for some work hey i know how to do marketing i'm doing this like you you'd be surprised at all the jobs you can kind of pick up doing that and you can get paid paid either in like stable coins or paid in the the, the, the token of the project, right? It's like a very non-corporate world. It's very free-flowing. Uh, it's a great way to kind of get your feet wet during the bear, make some side cash, get to know some stuff, build some relationships. Um, it's, it's that kind of like ground hard work that most people don't want to do, but the people who do do it, like pay like really big dividends uh, later on. How important is it to, and I want to end on this, have a... Uh I don't think we've really spent too much time talking about this, but obviously just like anything you can get, you know, I know for me with, uh, you know, the comedy world, I can get consumed and, and, uh, let it kind of just dictate and run everything I'm doing and thinking and, and not making, uh, or allocating any sort of downtime to do, you know, things that just to, to balance out the, uh, the, the stress and workload of, of something that you're putting all your time and effort and money into. And, um, Again, I know for Sim, that's, you know, anime porn and, um, <laughs> you know, uh, trying to come up with like the new KFC, you know, the new hot button chicken item that's like going to be the talk of the town. But um, for you and I, it's like, you know, you got to have uh, things to, to bounce you out. Like, what are your like, what are your hobbies? Like, what do you what does Steven do to kind of like take a break from crypto? Uh, I like music, play the piano put a lot of time into that. I find it a uh, very meditative, you know, like you have to focus your brain on this other thing. Like I, uh, I, I go crazy when I do crypto too much. It's just, it's like a fire hose of information going through your brain. You just like, you just can't focus on anything else. And it could be really easy to be like a, you know, a hustler in the space and be like, mm. I'm going to, I'm going to make it by like just being obsessed with this. But it, it it can also drive you crazy and ruin your life if you don't you don't take a break. So yeah, having at least <laughs> one alternate hobby that you can uh, that you can grind on is uh, is really important. Let you decompress, yeah, that, reset mentally. Yeah, it's one thing that that CoinDesk kind of closed out in this article was saying that it's a twenty four seven market. So like you can get so uh, dialed in to where you just kind of have blinders on and it almost feels like a fast moving Netflix show and it's easy just to get carried away and, and, and lose sight of, of other things in life. I mean, do you, do you know people that have kind of gotten so locked in that their investment portfolio just becomes everything and they, uh, you know, it, they're like, I just, you know, crypto is going to make me happy, even though I think like most things, like having an abundance of it isn't going to actually be that thing that, that tips you over the top to happiness. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm the poster child that uh it's uh like i'm a very obsessive person i like when i get into things i get really into things um and like, like you said crypto is rough because it's 24 7 a lot of the other jobs we have a lot of the other things we can get into they all have these kind of like stopping points that force you to take a break 
Um, if you trade stocks, the market close, you know, closes after a certain time, closes on weekends. You, you go home, you go outside, touch some grass. Uh, but touch some grass. Oh my a, God. I just saw you talk. Have. I just saw you talking to kids outside of a seven 11, asking them if they smoke weed. And you're like, you guys ever touch some grass? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You mean weed dude? Why'd you say it like that? Are you a cop? <laughs> um, all right, well, cool, man. Well, this was uh, this was informative. The um, CoinDesk really uh, came in hot with uh, with a lot of topics today, and we uh, we appreciate that. Um, well, lot to look forward to in next week's ep. Um, I don't want to tease it too much, but um, but it will involve a big surprise. So stay tuned for more. What the heck is crypto? Coming back at you next week. Good night, everybody. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.